Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and we are so fortunate today to have with us Janelle DeRay. She is the CEO of JAG, the, uh, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's a great program, a national program that supports young people in helping them uh, graduate college and launch, or graduate high school and launch successful careers. You're not going to want to miss this one, so stick around with us as we welcome Janelle DeRay to the show. Janelle, welcome. We're thrilled to have you. Tell us, what does JAG stand for? Because I'm obviously an idiot. <laughs> well, thank you, Devin. It's wonderful to be with you today. And JAG stands for Jobs for America's Graduates. Yes. Yes. I. I yeah. it, we're, we're thrilled okay. to have you and grateful <laughs> to talk about Jobs for America today. So Jobs for America's Graduates today. It's going to be great. Um, I, I, uh, I got that... Uh, having watched that show once or twice, JAG or whatever it was, the, the, yep. the acronym stuck in my brain and overwhelmed my capacity to remember Jobs <laughs> for America, America's graduates. So um, tell us about the program. Tell us what it is that you're doing. Well, absolutely love to. And uh, you could have went two directions because don't forget Judge Advocate General. So don't feel bad. Um, but JAG's mission is to empower the nation's young people with the skills and support to succeed in education, employment, and life. And we're actually a 43-year-old national nonprofit that was created specifically to reach young people who may be facing academic, environmental, social, economic challenges, but challenges that were preventing them from excelling in their high school education. And those are the young people we wanted to serve. We wanted to ensure that they were invited to a program that they could feel safe, that they could tackle those challenges and move beyond them and have the space to dream big about their future, to recognize their interests, their aptitudes, and then connect those interests and aptitudes to relevant opportunities in their communities, all driving to that first name, jobs. Um, we know that young people who are facing challenges in school may not graduate, and then in turn, they're not gonna necessarily enter the labor market. That isn't a competitive job. And that's what JAG was created was for, was to reach those young people, support them, and then ensure that they were connected so they could achieve incredible outcomes, not only in high school, but beyond. Well, Janelle, you have uh, just recently taken the helm at uh, JAG, and so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But but you're not new to JAG. You have been there for uh, over a decade, and have, you had a senior role in leading the organization through the COVID crisis. Tell us a little right. bit about your history with the organization. Well, glad to. We, you know, We've been around for 43 years. I've been with JAG for 13 of those years. And I actually started as an intern. I grew up in a really small, tiny community in Northwest Minnesota on a family farm. And when I moved to Washington, DC, I want for grad school, I was looking for something where I could have a big impact on communities that I felt needed more support. And I fell into JAG almost on accident and when I was connected to the mission, I fell in love with the program. So I finished up grad school. I had some experience uh, previously, both in the, in the public sector with the governor's office, as well as in the nonprofit sector. And I really loved where those 
where those two sectors merged. And when I met JAG students for the first time and I met our affiliate network of which we are in 35 states serving annually 80,000 young people, they all came to DC for an event, our National Student Leadership Academy. And when I met with our students, when I met with the caring adults that support them across the country, and then importantly saw the outcomes that our young people achieve, I told our president and founder at the time, you're stuck with me. This is why I moved to DC. I want to remain involved. Little did I know at the time, it would actually lead to becoming president and CEO, the second in our, in our history. Um, lots of hats worn along the way, but um, have loved every minute of it, have learned so much about our organization, about our, how our students thrive, feedback from our affiliates on how we can make systems better to support them. Um, so absolutely honored to be in this role now. Uh, today is actually one month and we're looking forward to the future and how we can learn from our legacy and ensure that our services are supporting young people for the jobs of the future, of which there's tons of questions about right now, obviously. Yeah, boy, I tell you, there's never been a time when we've been more thoughtful and anxious about what the future holds for employment. Uh, the key thing is, I think, uh, despite our fears, there will be jobs, but the question mm -hmm. will be how well prepared are they? Uh, and, and so how are you helping kids uh, today prepare for a world that is so complicated by AI? Right. Uh, you know, you think about every job on the planet, uh, just about, is now influenced by that already. Where are we going to be in 10 years? How does that look? Well, I think that the key is lifelong learning, right? No matter what, if it's the disruption of AI or you know, years, decades ago when you were talking about the disruption of the internet in general, there's always this fear of what does the future of jobs look like? And what matters, I believe, is meeting an individual where they are, supporting their, their learnings and their interests and their aptitudes at that moment, but then making sure that we're exposing them to a broad network and that learning never stops. So if you hit that high school graduation, terrific, but there's something beyond that. And in two years from now, you might have to learn a new skill set. And in four years from now, another one, depending on those disruptions that we see. And that the timeline between disruptions is becoming shorter and shorter as a result of technology influencing the, the labor market and the in-demand jobs and skills rather. So I believe that in all of this complex, in complexity and what can become overwhelming is driving down to that individual and again meeting when where they're at and jag has some success factors in this and some best practices we call it the jag advantage and it's focused on three pillars so one is trauma-informed care we have 1500 job specialists these are our educators that are providing jag programming to our young people across the country and it means that they're trained in recognizing how trauma impacts the brain. They're trained in recognizing how they can support young people as they deal with whatever trauma they may have experienced and turning that trauma into resilience and grit and supporting them as they face continuous challenges as we all will in, in any life. Then the other one is project-based learning. So for a lot of our young people who may not be engaged in school, it's because they don't necessarily see how the content translates to their immediate life or to their future. And project-based learning takes some of those that content and makes it interactive. It gives the students and the learner voice and choice. It makes um, algebra relevant to 
a, a job in the future or a job immediately. But it's really allowing students to get a little bit dirty in their learning, rolling up their sleeves, learning through failure, learning through uh, collaboration and communication. It's not sitting in a desk and memorizing information and then reporting it back on a test. It's really allowing that young person to have direct engagement in their learning. So um, trauma-informed care, project-based learning. And the third is employer engagement. And this really ensures that whatever they're learning in the classroom is relevant to their community. Bring in subject matter experts from the banking industry. If you're going through a budgeting exercise, if you're talking about how to support your community through public service, bring in public servants and have them work with students on elements of that project. And employer engagement is more than just bringing in a guest speaker. It's exposing students to a lot of different industries, the industries of the future where there's going to be demand. It's providing experiential learning alongside of those employers and even on site for what we used to do job shadowing or internships, what have you. And then it's connecting that to what we call an individual development plan. So all of our young people have this. And through that experience, the trauma-informed care, I feel safe in this place. A lot of our students say that JAG is their family that they didn't have. I feel like I can own the content that I learn. I feel like I have an ownership in my education through project-based learning. And now I see how that's relevant to the opportunities in my community by engaging with subject matter experts, by engaging with employers who look like me, who have had similar paths to me. It's really about developing that inspiration, that motivation, and making the connections very clear for a young person so that they are becoming productive citizens, they are feeling ownership in their own lives, and then we as uh, JAG and our specialists are just supporting them on that journey. Yeah, that's, uh, it's great work. Uh, now, you've got an interesting connection to corporations, speaking of connecting to the job. You've got uh, some Fortune 500 type executives on your board, along with some governors, right? This is the organization is led by really the movers and shakers in this country. Tell us a little bit about what it is to who they are and what it's like to work with them. Well, it's it's wonderful because it's the public sector, it's the private sector. When we're talking about addressing big challenges and the solutions, we always say it takes a village. Well, we can't do it in one industry versus another. We have to bring them all together because we're all focused on that same, that same common good. How are we ensuring that young people in our country can see a path to prosperity in America? So with governors, we're working to establish relationships with their school districts and um, other community-based organizations in their state to help expand JAG programming to more young people. With employers, our first name is Jobs, so we wouldn't be doing this without partnering with them. Approximately 19,000 employers hire our JAG graduates every year. And what I love about working so closely with um, leading companies, Fortune 100s, is that when we develop these intentional partnerships across multiple locations, across multiple states, they will say they learn just as much from our students as our students learn from them. Uh, talent acquisition strategies are, and, and leaders in this space are looking and looking really hard to build partnerships that will allow them to build diverse talent pipelines. They don't always know where to go and how to approach 
um, these diverse talent pipelines. It's our job to ensure that they can meet our students where they are. And when I hear an employer say, I've learned just as much as your young person learned about our employment opportunities, to me, that's progress. To me, that tells us that we are starting to bridge that gap between education, employment, between generational gaps, what have you. We are making progress in a way that is going to lead to great outcomes for both sides. No, that's it's it's wonderful work that you're doing. Um, we are thrilled now to have with us today Janelle DeRay, who is with Jobs for America's Graduates. Uh, it's an extraordinary national organization supporting young people uh, and helping them increase the chances of having a successful career. We're thrilled uh, to have her with us today. We're going to pause for a minute for a quick message, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Janelle about her superpower. So stick around. You don't want to miss this conversation. Ever wonder if you can raise money with a community round on WeFunder? It may not be as tricky as you think. You can start right now in under two minutes. Visit wefunder.s4g.biz or scan the QR code to begin. Give it a try. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Join us at Supercrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro. November 30th at the B&O Rail Museum. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back. We're here with Janelle DeRay, the, the president and CEO of Jobs for America, uh, gra America's graduates, uh, JAG. And uh, we're, we're going to talk to her now about her superpower. So uh, stay with us here. Uh, Janelle, I mean, you're a big deal. Let's just admit it. You know, you're a big deal, um, and and you have accomplished so much. And the work you do is so incredibly important. The people you work with are impressive. Uh, what is your superpower? You know, I believe it's that I do not shy away from large challenges. As a young person, you know, where I grew up, my community was 90 people. It's a small town called Viking, Minnesota. And I grew up about 10 miles outside of Viking on a small family farm. Uh, just, to, just to put a pin in it, there were no stoplights in my entire county. So I, I stress rural, rural, rural. And despite that, I always dreamt about the future, a future that was positive, that was good. And I was drawn to enormous challenges at a very young age. I was not overwhelmed by them. I was not distracted by them. I didn't shy away from them. I wanted to be a part of the solution. And I didn't feel that I myself could solve the whole thing, but I felt that I could, I could be a part of that solution, working with others to galvanize communities to solve for, for some of these things. And also being a young person in that small community, I wasn't quite sure how I could I could be at that table, how I could be a part of that solution. And, you know, 
some say all roads lead to DC, all roads lead to Washington. I ended up finding myself there. And I honestly thought I was gonna run for office one day. And after being here for a bit in grad school and meeting our president and founder at JAG, Ken Smith, I thought I can do more by working with not just policymakers, but the private sector to help advance good. And my, my superpower I think was focused on people who didn't have a seat at the table. Cause I think that's how I felt when I was young. When I found JAG, that really allowed me to dive deep into that and roll up my sleeves. And I also think I have another uh, superpower, which is not stopping until we see um, solutions in some of these major problems. Um, my mom used to tell me that, you know, you, you're so focused on the future, make sure you enjoy today. So I, I remind myself of that because when you have that drive, when you are focused on big picture problems and how the future, um, how they could be better in the future, um, you know, every superpower has a kryptonite. So I share that with all of you. If you're focused on your superpower, don't forget to consider the mirror image of that and make sure you have balance in that because it will allow your superpower to thrive even more and bring you even further um, than if you were to only focus on that superpower. That's great. That's great. Well, I, I am impressed. I think, you know, I, I picture you growing up in that uh, rural uh, part of Minnesota and, and think about where you are and what you're doing now, uh, playing such a, a key role in, in society today uh, on a national scale. It's, it's remarkable. And, and it is evidence of your superpower, right? That you did not shy away from big challenges. Can you think of a specific example when you faced a big challenge and just took it right on? Uh, maybe share the story with us. I'm sorry, you dropped out a little bit there, Devin. What was that last question? Oh. Yeah, so the question is, uh, can you think of an example when you used your superpower uh, to tackle a big challenge and share the story with us? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, you, I was at my national team retreat, uh, the first one we've ever had for a JAG national staff, and we were asked this question, what, can you share some big challenges and some small challenges over the last year? And honestly, we could only think of big challenges. Um, one of them, I believe, is, you know, JAG was created by amazing leaders. We were founded in a governor's office. We had C-suite executives from the Fortune 100, and it needed that type of leadership in order to generate, um, generate the pilot in the state of Delaware, first state, first JAG state. And it needed that buy-in to ensure that there was sustainable funding in order to expand programming and you know 1.6 million students later here we are but that 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 trend has continued there's been a lot of lifting up of the leaders or the the traditional sense of leaders right which i would always i always push against but people who are high level in their companies in their positions and are the face of that organization that company it was a big challenge for JAG to begin positioning our students as the flagship of the organization, which is something that I've, it's the whole reason I'm here. It's something I believed in 13 years ago when I fell into the organization. The whole point of our work is our mission. And that wasn't necessarily an easy change in JAG to transition from 
the national leaders as the face of the organization, which I will make clear, we always need them. We always need their support. We always need their galvanizing for this important issue. But I think we all can agree in JAG that the reason we're here is for the young people and for the future. So a big challenge was to make that pivot and to lift up the young people and have them be the flagship of the organization, which included tons of work in terms of changing our events, in terms of investing in our first ever slate of national JAG Career Association officers, of which we're on our second slate now. We have young people who are meeting with the US Secretary of Education, who are talking to CEOs at Fortune 100s, and they're owning that stage. We've made a huge investment in developing their, their leadership skills to ensure that they have that platform. And that I believe is not just you know, resonates in JAG, but I think it's something we as a nation need to not lose sight on as we're tackling these major issues about AI, as we're talking about um, climate change, we always need to keep our future front and focus to ensure that we are doing best by them because who are we if we are not focusing on the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that. Uh, this is incredible work that you're you're doing. I wonder if you can quickly give us one tip for facing those big challenges. You know, this is something I'm working on myself is increments, increments, increments. When you're a big pitcher and you're focused on major challenges, make sure that you take the time to look backwards and build them in increments and communicate that. Um, sometimes I can be so focused on the future and so so out there that you can you can run the risk of becoming uninspiring because you're leaving people behind. So make sure that you're working on those incremental goals and those milestones and communicating that with your audiences as you need to because that will help them support you and come along in the in the process. Oh, that's fantastic. As we wrap up now, uh, why don't you take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about JAG, how uh, young people can engage and, and benefit from the programs, how uh, people can support you. Is there a way to donate or otherwise get involved? Let, let people know how to engage with you. And then, of course, where to find more information, et cetera. Absolutely. So www.jag.org is our website. There's a way to donate on the website if you're so interested, if this aligns to your passions. If you want to support a 95% graduation rate and employment rates two to three times higher as compared to all young people, you know, we're, we're looking for support. Um, I would encourage you to go, if you're on Instagram, social media, follow our channels, Instagram at jag.national. We have some incredible young people across the nation who are sharing stories, who are sharing the impact of JAG, but more importantly, their success after the program. Um, you know, I think this world needs a lot of positive information, a lot of positive reinforcement. That's why this show is so wonderful. So if you're looking for a dose of that, just go to JAG National on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, X, and you'll, you'll feel good. Thank you, Janelle, for taking the time to be with us today. We're, we're just thrilled with the conversation and all you are, are sharing with us. We're, we're so grateful for the great work that you're doing. Uh, we want to see you succeed. We want to see you continue to make a difference in the lives of young people and give them opportunities to participate fully in uh, a thriving, growing economy. Well, thank you. We're all in this together. I appreciate it. All righty now. 
let's do some good.